and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that got you to your fantasy playoffs and got you to the quarterfinals because we find those news, notes, tidbits. We listen to the other podcasts and we bring it to you in one spot and we know what falls through the cracks and we bring it to the forefront. That's what we're all about. My name's Daniel. I'm here with my brother Derek. This is four weeks straight that I've nailed this opening. Derek, how are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? After that opening, I'm doing great. You know, I, I was going to come in with a somber start, but that you crushed that opening. I know, man. I'm on fire with these openings. <laughs> it only took like, well, basically almost two years, but uh, yeah, I, you finally made it. <laughs> you got to have goals. <laughs> um, well, well, do you have a shot of the week, I guess, before I get into any football? Let's just do it. I, I don't have the good tequila, so I'm going to do some salsa. I'm going straight from the bottle because my Super Bowl 51 uh, shot glass is here. But I'm celebrating, Derek. It's quarterfinals. I'm in the quarterfinals. You're in both. both leagues, yeah. So. That must salsa. be all good. Um, so I'll leave your attempt at downing that salsa? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I'm going to isolate that sound. All right. Delicious. I'm going to just Ugh. get some Salsa's water. not good. Why do I drink it? Yeah. Why do you drink it? Yeah, I don't know, Dan. Um, like, when you're in high school, it's all about, like, how much you can drink, like, how many beers you're drinking, how hard a beer. Like, I used to drink vodka straight out of the bottle, and I was just being like, oh, I'm oh, tough, man, motherfuckers. Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now when you get older, you're like, why would I waste my time? Like, why would I make it hard myself? Yeah. I'm drinking pina coladas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not classy, but pina coladas with my pinky up, you know? Sounds amazing. Uh, just, just a, a side note for me and you: Sports Interaction still hasn't not paid me out for the Jets winning less than five point five games this season. So you still have that money in your account? The future, yeah, they're predicting the future that they're not going to win another game with Bryce Petty, which is is bold, but they might be right. Oh, so like you technically would still win? I thought I thought you had already gone over. I thought it was four point five. No, I, I, I had five point five. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 4.5, but it's 5.5. I checked it. So How as long as I don't win another game already? this season. I don't know, man, but it's still in my account. <laughs> well, since we're being all That's bragging about me, bets. you, and the podcast. Yeah, people, yeah, of right? course. Don't don't let them know. <laughs> um, so I'm looking good too, Dan. So I have the Patriots um, going 12 or four, 12 and 4 or better. So they just can't lose uh, two more games. And I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And then I got the Chargers. They just have to win one more game. In both these cases, I end up winning, well, essentially my money back and another $50. So, like, 100 bucks for both bets. Your money back for the year? Yeah, for the year, like, like over all, under. So, all the bets that you lost all season, you win it all back. Oh, yeah. And some. So, like, I started off. And like some. Well, not counting wow, those dude. bets. Not counting the, the money there and all that. But, like, I, I ended up losing, like, $99 betting throughout the season. So, with those two wow, bets, amazing. I win all my money back. And then I also have I put five dollars on the Chargers to win their division at five, uh, ten to one. I'm gonna win another fifty bucks, Dan, if they beat the KC this week. So I'm looking really good here. That's amazing, man. Yeah. I thought it was all downhill. I thought it was W E A K better the week at the end of the show. But <laughs> it looks like you at the beginning of the season knew what you were talking about. Well, those were the my those were the first bets of the week in the whole season, and uh, like they could you know okay I guess the Patriots could lose two more games. You know, I highly, I highly doubt it, but you never know. And I guess in theory, the Chargers could lose out. But it's looking really good, Dan. It's looking really good. Um, I also have okay. one other bet that I'm like, you know, this isn't going to happen, but I'm cra- clasping on. 
if Arizona could win two more games and Baltimore lose one more game, then I'm going to win another like 75 bucks. So I'm oh, feeling wow. pretty good. I don't think Arizona's going to win two more games, though. That's the only problem with that one. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> All right. So tonight we had uh, the Colts versus the Broncos. Um, they had, there were some stars here that you may have played in your fantasy football leagues, um, namely Demarius Thomas and maybe Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, not a great game, but six six 6.9 points, so 69 uh, yards. I'll take it. Uh, I would have preferred he caught one more ball later in the game. I kind of was hoping for above eight. Uh, I, I kind of had a range in my head that he'd get between eight and 16 um, as his finish. So 6.9 really doesn't make me feel too happy. But I still like the start. Um, and, and we'll go from here. CJ Anderson went off as well. It's the end of the season though, right, guys? So it's going to be pretty hard. Like You're going to want to know about those fringe players if you're going to like somehow upgrade certain spots in your lineup. Uh, this really isn't the time to be thinking about, you know, like somebody like C.J. Anderson. I guess he was a fringe, but like, are you going to play him next week? It's, your lineups yeah, are set, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you have your guys. Um, I guess the only thing that you could be doing right now, and I think this is kind of what most of the podcasts have uh, diverted to, was you're looking for good matchups next week that of uh, players that may not be uh, highly touted. So maybe like a, a third wide receiver on a team that's got a good matchup next week or this week. And uh, handcuffs, because anyone can go down this week, and you want to make sure you have the handcuffs. So uh, James Conner should be owned in all leagues, I think is one thing I've heard. Um, Austin Eckler would be a good guy to have, uh, just in case Gordon goes down. Uh, I'm not wishing that on your guy, Derek. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> uh, Gordon could go down this week. I don't want to, no ill will, just that's a possibility. Well, and it, uh, Another strategy <laughs> for picking up people, too, is like, if your opponent's playing somebody really shitty, you know, that's on a lot of lists for being a sit of the week, like Alex Smith, you could pick up the other quarterbacks that maybe he should be playing, like Blake Bortles or Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, other strategies like that, too. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you could have already thought that through, though, if, if you were the guy maybe starting Alex Smith <laughs> and you've, you've seen Blake Bortles play. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing uh, the Tennessee Titans, who maybe isn't the greatest at stopping uh, the passing game, but really isn't the best either. Really, literally middle of the road, 15. Um, and you have Alex Smith going in a divisional game against the Chargers. And you think your team's way better than the other team, so you're only looking for 15 points out of your, your quarterback. And I think Alex Smith gives me the best likelihood of that with the highest floor. <laughs> we also, okay. <laughs> Ultra meta here. You're also thinking about like you, you were thinking that Demarius Thomas was going to get more than 6.9 receiving yards, uh, 69 yards, you know? So you're getting a little worried now. I'm, you kind of wish you picked up Blake Bortles. <laughs> There's no way I was going to start playing portals against you this week. Like, that's all right, crazy. All right, all right, Garoppolo was close. I almost started Garoppolo. I almost grabbed him. I almost put a waiver in for him because at this point, what do waivers mean? Um, so that well, almost happened. Keenan? You could have picked up uh, Keenan Case would have Keenum. also been a decent start. Yeah. I've read a bunch of stuff about him, though, and uh, I don't know. It's the, I think it was the matchup that scared me away. Although I can't think of who they're playing right now. Let's look at it. Bengals, yeah. <laughs> who just got demolished by yeah. Trubisky. So they got demolished, <laughs> but I blame that more on them being uh, burnt out from the Pittsburgh game. So I, I don't think I don't think they are bad. They're still a good defense. 
It's just they were worn down from the game previous. And that's also why I think Pittsburgh didn't look as great as they did against Baltimore um, and had to throw the ball so much and had so many points scored on them. It was because that that smash mouth game on that. Yeah, Monday it was night. a huge game. Yeah, and and it was yeah. a tough game. No, that's hey, that's valid. Um, in the end, um, and I think hopefully everybody takes something away from this. It, you want to play the guys you feel good about, you, because you don't want to be regretting playing anybody. Because trust me, if you're as competitive as me, you're ended up wallowing in like harsh pain if you make like a bad decision. So the biggest to- thing for me is. Smith's been my guy all year, right? He's been my guy oh, all yeah. year. He's been well, I'm going to turn my back on him at this point, and I'm going to start him. The one week I, d- I turned my back on him, he played the Jets and put up 35 points. So you got to stick you got to stick with your studs. And in my opinion, um, Alex Smith is still a stud, even if maybe the offense isn't quite uh, snapping on all cylinders as they were earlier in the season. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I'm going to put some doubt in your brain for sure. Because, like, yeah, what about Nick yeah. Foles? What if Nick Foles goes off 40 points? Oh, my God. That's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna lie to you. When Wentz went down, that was my first thing. Was like, oh, I can grab Foles, and then I thought about Living the Stream podcast in twenty, I think twenty fifteen, <laughs> when they told you to start Foles week three, and he put up a dud. I was like, you know what? That's not safe. <laughs> yeah, you can't take because who knows that 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 offense is even uh, gonna move at all, right? It, there's a there's a very real chance that the Eagles. Uh, can do nothing on offense going forward, or they go to a very, very uh, run-heavy game, uh, which I think is probably the most likely, and J.J. becomes a huge uptick. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be more of the case. That you kind of saw them giving Ajayi the ball a lot more, like not getting cute with their uh, rotating backs as soon as Wentz got hurt. And the fact that like Wentz, like the big thing they were pointing out was all these third-down conversions. So they were still... Even with this great team, we're like in third and six, like a decent amount of times. And the great teams don't hit third down as many that many times. And is Foles going to be able to pull that off, right? Because Wentz was doing a lot of magic. I, and that's what I've been saying from the beginning of the season. Um, well, Wentz was the MVP. People were saying that. But what I was saying is I just always felt the Eagles weren't the, the team that people kept on saying they were. You know what I mean? Like, um, like the record was great, but I just felt like they were squeaking by with these like big plays, these important plays, and Foles isn't going to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I I can't agree more, and that's one of the reasons why I got away from starting Foles. Yeah, what um, there wasn't anything else really to talk about in this Broncos Colts game. Uh, not a lot happened. If you started um, that Trevor Anderson, I think on on Denver, he had a good game, and Traveris Cadet had a pretty good game, but you didn't start those guys. Or Cody, so those yeah, Cody Latimer. Um, he had a decent. Oh, really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Travis guy was a tight end in the Colts, and it just left me to think they must have the best tight ends coach in the whole league because every year they have like, like you know, Dwayne Allen. Everybody got excited about Kobe Fleener. Everybody got excited about my boy Eric Swope. Go down and swope it. You know, at the beginning of the season, he had a lot of potential. Uh, oh, Doyle rules, and then of course this Travis guy is a tight end too, and he's playing really well. For sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, okay, so Saturday. We got some football on Saturday. What does your Saturday look like? <laughs> so we got to hang out with the family. <laughs> so it's, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but uh, after I get through all this Christmas bullshit, I got the zone. So I'm going to have to turn off all my notifications and then hopefully watch these games a little later on. Maybe stay up a little extra late. Maybe make a fight with the wife early so she goes to bed thinking she's punishing me. And then, boom, I get a little football. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> 
That's a dirty play, but I like it. You got to play. You got to make your own rules at this time of year uh, when you have the Saturday football. Uh, it's instead of precedent now because playoffs are just around the corner, and you want to make sure you have those Saturdays free. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> unfortunately for me, I think I'm going to be working. Uh, oh. So um, Mountain Time, two thirty. The Bears Lions game is going to be starting. Um, I am going to be probably just going to skip this game because I don't think it's going to be very exciting. What do you, what's your thoughts on the Lions-Bears game? Like you're like, wink, wink, I'm skipping it, but I'm also using a lot of data on my phone accidentally kind of thing? <laughs> listen, <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not be people from my work who listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I'm skipping this game, Derek. I'm skipping All right, it. yeah, you're skipping the game. That's fair. You know, like, sure, you're paying extra, you know, 10, 20 bucks on your data plan. But that's that's between you and your phone company. <laughs> <laughs> the 10, 20 bucks is covered by the overtime that I'm working on the Saturday. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, this game, I don't know, like the division game, um, as we saw from the Miami New England game, you know, division games can get a little exciting, right? And, uh, Detroit is going for the playoffs technically. And that, you know, I, I'm not cheering for this cause there's a lot of NFC teams that I'm actually excited about making the playoffs here. Detroit could make the playoffs. So I think this is going to be a decent game, uh, a little close and, because of the fantasy implications, I think I'm playing Eric Ebron. And so clearly I've convinced myself that Ebron's going to get a touchdown and like 70 yards. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's going to, that's probably going to backfire on you. I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, I, I'm pitching Ebron dropping a lot of balls. Uh, he did get quite a few targets last week, but I think that was more, um, uh, development because of the matchup. I, I don't think you're going to get that same kind of action here against the bears. Uh, Ebron probably isn't a great start, but I think, uh, uh, Tate will do well, um, and I think uh, Marvin Jones has a pretty decent game. Um, unfortunately, I got no one in this in this I, no one in this matchup. I, I'm not starting Riddick. There's talks that Amir Abdullah is going to be back this game. Uh, uh, talks of his, him being a healthy scratch last week, I think, were greatly exaggerated. Uh, it sounds like he did have uh, still some ne- uh, lingering neck issues, and uh, he he should be back this week. But monitor it because if he's not back, I I would be starting uh, theoretic again. Uh, I feel like he's a guy that analysts stay away from because he doesn't have a, a great history of touchdowns. But I feel like in this offense, he is a good start. If you're getting uh, the the passing downs and the running downs uh, with the Lions, uh, and he's getting uh, some good break uh, like break on his uh, on his runs, he's he's getting like that 15 yard touchdown last week. Um, and he's getting the action at the goal line. How can you say no to to that? But definitely monitor the Amir Abdullah situation. If, if Abdullah is in, um, then Theo Riddick should be out of your lineup. Uh, for the Bears, uh, Jordan Howard, you're going to start, uh, and that's probably about it. Uh, I did have a, a moment this week where I thought Adam Shazin or Shazir uh, again was. Was a possible start. Well, Derek, I was I was really uh, against the wall with the tight end situation. Uh, picking up Ben Watson uh, <laughs> in a huge mistake. I don't know what I was thinking. And then dropping uh, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, even though I don't feel confident in Ricky Seals-Jones, the guy still has two great matchups coming uh, going forward. And he still has Garoppolo throwing him the ball, uh, who loves to throw the or ball to tight Gabbard, ends. Gabbard, yeah. Gap, yeah, sorry, sorry. Gabbert throwing in the ball, and uh, these guys with G names, you know, like just just pick a. It's pick basically a the same and, thing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Gabbert uh, throwing the, the tight end of the ball and having a, a really a, a large history uh, based on math and numbers of 
uh, going a high percentage of tight ends for touchdowns. So um, that's kind of why we, we thought of playing Ricky Seals Jones. Anyways, I dropped him. Uh, now I'm starting someone else. We'll get to it when we get to it. And you might get him. I don't know if anybody's going to pick him up unless somebody already has. Who's going to start Ricky? Who's going to start Adam Shazier? How can you feel confident in that? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Shazier. No, it's Seals Jones. Oh, you just trying to play the smoke oh, screen because you want to grab him. Get no, someone him. already has him. So he got dra- he got wavered. Oh, I see. You dropped him a while ago. All right. Yeah, it was a weird drop. I did notice that that was a weird drop. Now that you bring it up and I'm actually focusing, you know, using some brain power to think about it. That's uh, fair. <laughs> yeah, theoretic, I you know, I almost picked him up and then I ended up going with Tion Jones instead. Because I thought maybe he'd have a little more goal line carries. But, yeah, Teon Jones can't be a thing, especially with uh, Abdullah back. And, you're yeah, you're right about, obviously, Theo Riddick um, in the case that Abdullah, uh, Amir doesn't play. But he's clearly playing, right? Like, all signs point to like him it. playing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about uh, the fantasy breakdown for those games. Cool, man. Nailed it. Chargers Chiefs. <laughs> All right, so here so, we go. Before you go too much farther, uh, I, I'm sorry. I know I said it and I kind of threw it to you, but I'm pulling it back. I just want to say that you said uh, for the Bears-Lions game, it's a divisional game, and sometimes exciting things happen. Crazy, exciting things happen. I think those are your words. Maybe not crazy, but you definitely said exciting. <laughs> uh, and when I hear excitement, I hear points on the board, lots of scores, and that means a decent game for my, my boy, Alex Smith. Is that not what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. The number one ranked cornerback in the entire league, uh, I think his name is Casey Hayward, actually didn't do any research on this. Uh, he's on the charges, Dan. He's going to be on Tyreek Hill. He's going to be able to cover him. They double Kelsey, and then all of a sudden, Alex Smith can't do anything. You know what I mean? And so maybe a little cream hunt, you know, just because the charges are a little weak in the run. But uh, I think we're going to finally see the charges be that dominating team that they've been showing all season. Uh, a lot of Keenan Allen, clearly. Uh, Phillip Rivers. And Dan, you're going to be, you might be crying at the end of this game. Okay, I just want to just take one quick second here and let's talk about who the Chargers have played uh, to become this, this amazing defense that you're talking about with, with amazing corners and, and the guys they're playing against in those situations. So last week, Washington. Does Washington have a number one wide receiver? I can't remember. Is there someone on there to catch the ball? <laughs> all right, all right. I hear you, I hear you uh, say. Cleveland. Uh, I know Josh Gordon had a pretty big game. Again. Maybe not 100 yards, but still caught the ball a few times. Uh, Dallas, when Zeke was out, when Dak Pres- Prescott couldn't throw the ball anyways. So I, that's kind of a write-off. Buffalo, did Buffalo have a, a wide receiver in that game? I, I'm trying to remember that one, too. I can't really remember. I don't think they did because Buffalo doesn't have any number one wide receivers. Uh, and then Jacksonville. Oh, does Jacksonville have a number one wide receiver? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they played the Patriots, too, all right? But uh, Then week eight, before the bye, they played the Patriots. That's fair. But the Patriots did also win that game 21-13, <laughs> so three touchdowns did happen. Yeah. Uh, just pointing that out. So uh, I think talks of the Chargers defense being this elite, elite group. There's a reason why I picked the Chargers defense up, Derek, because they had some really juicy matchups going forward, and that's why I had them on my team. All right, Dan, I hear what you're saying. Um, so go ahead, play Alex Smith. You don't know, feel good about it. You know, really convince yourself. Ignore the fact that most fantasy analysts are saying, please stay away from Alex Smith. You're really making Derek, a huge most mistake. Most fantasy analysts early in the season weren't even pushing Kamara that hard. People <laughs> thought that Kamara was just another running back. Yeah, there was true. one guy. Now you're rocking <laughs> with Chris Kamara Harris. and Julio. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, 
I hope it's a good game. Clearly, I hope the Chargers win, not only for fantasy reasons, but because of my bets that I have this season. <laughs> the ones that I'm really amped up about. Um, you know, like, uh, Casey's defense has been weak. We have to point that out. This could be a big, you know, like a high-scoring game, kind of like the Jets-Casey uh, game uh, a couple couple weeks back there that you mentioned. Um, it's gonna be interesting, and you know, any like, like you know, like I was saying earlier, divisional games uh, sometimes just fireworks. Exactly. You so, play everybody uh, for me, except for Alex Smith, I think. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the Chargers, uh, that even includes some of the ancillary weapons. Uh, I'm using the word ancillary because that's what the the analysts are using uh, when it's not like the main weapons. They use the ancillary weapons, <laughs> and I, I kind of like that. Um, they're saying Travis Benjamin was a good play as well as Tyrell Williams. Um, you're kind of just gambling though. You pick the right one. It's going to be Travis Benjamin. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that right off the top. Um, <laughs> Hunter Henry is also uh, a decent play. I did go back and look at the Chargers targets for the last three weeks. Um, each week it's been Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and then Travis Benjamin uh, in, in terms of targets. So um, if you're looking at it that way, uh, Travis Benjamin would be the third guy to own there. Um, and I think that there's going to be some long passes down the field because the Chiefs are going to try to shut down Keenan Allen as much as possible. Now, listen, I, 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 Derek, hey, you got Keenan Allen, so I'm not going to tout this. Keenan Allen is going to catch the ball. I, I get it. But you might be able to slow it down. You might be able to get Rivers to think twice about giving him the ball. And then you might also have some long bombs down the field to uh, uh, open Travis Benjamin. I hear you. And, yeah, you know, Philip Rivers is going to go off here. And, yeah, Travis Benjamin will get the ball a couple times. So I hear what you're saying there. If you're really yeah, desperate, like if you don't really have a full wide receiver core, I could see yourself like reaching for a Travis Benjamin and just, you know, kind of hoping something happens. It makes sense. Maybe, okay. you know, if you picked up Cody Latimer this tonight, you know, you maybe felt a little bit better. But I hear what you're saying. You know, you could pick up Travis Benjamin. Maybe something happens. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to happen. I think probably two touchdowns. I'm not going to say that just like I'm not going to put the money on that bet, uh, but I think it's definitely on the table. Um, I think it'd probably be a quiet game for Melvin Gordon. Uh, the okay, I can't even that with a wife. <laughs> straight face. <laughs> it, it, it might be. It might be. Melvin Gordon actually hasn't been that great over the last little while. Uh, he did get a touchdown last <laughs> game, but yeah, he hasn't been putting up the yards since Eckler has kind of been uh, a focus on the offense. And they're they're calling specific plays just for Eckler. Like they really like him. Chargers, okay, looking at this AFC playoff picture, like uh, our little matchup aside, Chargers could do some damage here. If they can uh, keep steady, don't make those stupid mistakes that they're known for, Um, I'm kind of excited about seeing these guys in the playoffs because, like, the Patriots showed a little bit of weakness. Obviously, Gronk's coming back, so let's not overreact. But even the Steelers, with that defense falling apart, uh, it leaves the door open for teams like the Chargers or maybe like Jacksonville. If uh, the defense plays strong and Bortles can, you know, play at this sort of like, you know, iffy level at, at quarterback. So I'm, I'm excited about this AFC uh, breakdown now. I don't think it's just the Steelers and the Patriots. That's fair. Um, also, um, Derek brought up a good point about uh, the targets for um, Kansas City, how you could shut down Tyreek Hill uh, with the corner if, if their, their defense is as good as everyone thinks. Uh, and then you could double Travis Kelsey. Uh, so maybe you, Albert Wilson would be someone you might want to own. Uh, he's been getting some decent amount of targets. Week 14, he got seven targets. Uh, he actually out-targeted Tyreek Hill, uh, five completions. 
week 13, he got five targets. Uh, Hill led that week with nine. Um, so third on the team. It, it, he just seems to be like the next guy down, uh, Albert Wilson. So maybe check, check him out as well if, if you're desperate. Let's talk about Blake Bortles' big game coming up this week against the Texans. The Jags and Texans. <laughs> it's just purely Blake Bortles, Bortles against them. Um, Bortles, who said <laughs> the Seahawks were just uh, so f- frustrated about getting their asses kicked for 60 minutes against the Jaguars. Bortles is feeling it, Dan. And uh, he he's, got, he's right. got a little bit of swag going on right now. There was a couple big throws in that game that I was like, oh, okay, Bortles can throw it. Um, but like, let's bring this back down to earth a little bit. Like, It's Blake Bortles still. Uh, and maybe maybe I'm just being a victim of uh, of all the fantasy analysis, and I'm try you try to keep some of that out, but you have to listen to some of it. And it's still Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is good at Blake Bortle, uh, and I could see him easily putting up dud at, at any time. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't feel confident play him, uh, but he is a play. Uh, the Texans have frequently given up receiving yards. I think they might be one of the pass, sorry, the worst pass defenses in the league. And, you know, so don't write off Bortles, but, you know, you still want to play those studs if you have them. And then uh, D.D. Uh, definitely D. Westbrook. He on people's list this week. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook is looking good. Made some sweet catches. This one uh, where Bortles leads him. Bortles aims it perfectly. Drops it right in front of him. And then D.D. Westbrook dives ahead and he gets important third down. So imagine if uh, Allen Robinson was playing on this Jags uh, offense this year. Like, it would be pretty crazy because Marquise Lee's playing amazingly as well. And uh, if they get a quarterback for next year, and as long as, and this is a big if because defenses are rarely a strong two years in a row. But if they can even sort of be a semblance of the defense this year, the Jags are going to be a powerhouse you know, next year. For sure. Also a sneaky um... – Maybe not sneaky because he didn't just mention D.D. Westbrook, but uh, he actually led the team in targets last week. He had more targets than Marquise Lee, uh, eight to six. So he's definitely getting a large share of uh, that passing game, which is is what you're looking for. So D.D. Uh, Westbrook is definitely a wide receiver two that you could start confidently. At, sorry, sorry, wide receiver three you can start confidently with potential of being a wide receiver two. Uh, I know last week he he had a touchdown, which helped out a lot, but. Um, definitely someone I would start if you are hurting in that wide receiver position or a flex play. And it really hurting uh, Keenan Cole as well, the third wide receiver. He went for a huge 75-yard bomb in that game. And he's actually, if you look at it, kept pretty decent numbers as well. Um, and I know on the On the Couch podcast, uh, Sigmund Bloom was saying he's going to try to make up excuses to put D.D. Westbrook into his lineup just because of the Texans' uh, horrible uh, pass defense and just the way he's been playing. Yeah, they're second in the league at giving up uh, points to the quarterback, the opposing quarterback. Yeah. So, so you that's, got that's good news. You can play Hopkins here, but definitely do not play Lamar Miller. He burnt me last week, and he's clearly not going to be able to do anything against the Jaguars. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Oh, Fournette might be hurt, um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, if that is the case, I, I think personally, I'm liking uh, Chris Ivory, but you know, T.J. Yeldon uh, did a, had a decent game the last time Fournette was out as well. For sure. But you did tell me about uh, Lamar Miller. Fucking Lamar yeah. Miller. He did get hurt, right? And and then also there was a QB change. So things were stacked up against him. But, he, yeah, he was, clearly wasn't the choice. Yeah, no doubt. Don't trust this the analysts. Especially right? CBS. 
Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think this could be another 10 sack game. Let's get a little more Sacktonville up in this bitch. TJ Yates is a QBing. I, you, uh, I might watch gonna... this game. <laughs> <laughs> Last week you sat the Jags defense. Uh, do you regret that play or? Oh yeah, yeah. Like a six point. It was a six point <laughs> swing. But with that said, a, a decent Patriots offense makes you know has better D score. Yeah, I know you're laughing. I know you're laughing. It was a mistake. I got cute, and I regret it. It's it didn't decide my game. You know, because it's only a six point swing. But with that said. Okay, let's get into it. Fucking Gronk gets a horrible penalty. Gets suspended. <laughs> I understand. Fucks me for 10 points for Tom Brady. Fucks me for tight end because I play ASJ. Because I'm a fucking Jets homer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, ASJ going to get two touchdowns. I convinced myself of this. <laughs> I like, told you. I, I told you he's not catching. <laughs> the league won't let him get touchdowns. Oh, there. man. And so, you know, I probably, you know, clearly I should have picked Burton. Now, like, I can't just assume I was going to get a tight end and get 20 points, but get more than like eight yards. You know what I mean? Or I don't even think it was eight yards. I think it was like two yards. Anyway, Gronk <laughs> fucked me. I'm so angry about it. Tom Brady schmoed it. You know, okay. But if Gronk was playing, that would have been a 20 point swing. I'd still be in it, Dan. And I, I have the best team in the league. I just choked. I choked. And that's what happens. All right, you okay? Trigger right. warning, Danny. Trigger. I'm triggered, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ravens Browns. That was a through this micro transaction t- transgression. <laughs> um, Ravens versus the Browns. Ravens. I, I think I'm starting Alex Collins. Uh, he really seemed to turn it on last week. But the Clevelands did have a pretty sneaky, uh, good run defense early in the season. I guess it's kind of broken down a little bit uh, with Jamie Collins being out. Um, but I still feel so that, sorry, sorry, not, but, but I, I would feel confident starting Alex Collins just because of how good he looked the last few weeks. Um, and he really looks to be igniting that whole Ravens, uh, offense because, uh, they looked great last week against the Steelers. Yeah. The Ravens. Yeah. They look decent. Uh, there's, I think Mike Wallace might be a little injured and that's worrisome. And obviously Macklin hasn't done anything all year. Yeah. Macklin's just bad. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it because the chances are very low here, but I think just picture this as a closer game than you would expect. A divisional game yet again, and Josh Gordon, you know, just getting a groove back. And Kaiser's been playing decent enough as well. For sure. Uh, you started any of the running backs in the Browns? I I wouldn't, personally. But, uh, Me either. Yeah, there's no, no but. Packers. I just wouldn't. Yeah. Packers, Panthers. A Rod with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, he's back. It's very so exciting. A... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I know. I'm just saying it's really exciting. Yeah, you can play Jordy Nelson now. Uh, you know, like <coughs> Randall Cobb's a fringe player. Devontae Adams, I think you have to play. Uh, he was playing well before this. But are, so are they going to win, quote, Dan? Derek. Are they going to win? Let me, let me get let me get a quote out for you. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers said uh, Jordy Nelson still has some juice left in him, and uh, Aaron Rodgers said he wants to squeeze all that juice out. <laughs> some along those lines. <laughs> no, he's going to fill him up. He's going to fill him up. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to he's going to fill him up and, and just with all that juice all over his face, and he's and then gonna, <laughs> he's going to get that production. And I saw a Twitter reply saying, "Are we not doing phrasing anymore?" Yeah, from Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but you're right. So, so that's the real play here is hopefully uh, Jordy Nelson is now real. Um, Devontae Adams, though, I still think he's going to be your number one guy uh, on this team to start at the wide, wide receiver position. Devontae Adams has looked look fantastic. Um, and if he was getting open for Brett Huntley, uh, you know he's going to be getting open for Aaron Rodgers. So, um, 
that's probably the real play here. And then Jamal Williams has oh, been a man. good Like, uh, if you had a number one waiver wire, you know, maybe like four weeks back, and you didn't pick him up, it was a mistake. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I've, I've felt it over and over again. Um, <laughs> Especially with Aaron Rodgers back. Oh, my God. It's going oh, to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's some regret. <laughs> but don't worry, that number one waiver wire did come in handy. I got Jesse James this week. <laughs> Jesse James. <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. That's a sad, oh, okay. sad waiver. On the Panthers side of the ball, um, last week, uh, Jonathan Stewart had a big breakout game. Uh, not breakout game. He just kept playing like he's been playing the last few weeks. Uh, he's got a touchdown in the last three games, uh, three touchdowns last week. So six touchdowns total. That's amazing math I just did. Right so he's head. due for a bad game, is what you're saying? A little no, negative I'm regression. Saying, I'm saying that he's in a groove right now, uh, <laughs> and when you're in a groove, sometimes it doesn't stop. The groove don't stop. It's like um, it's like when uh, the guys from Grateful Dead start playing. They're grooving. They they groove all night long, right? So he's gonna groove till the end of the season. I'm saying Jonathan Stewart's getting a touchdown here. Uh, the Panthers' offense looked amazing last week against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, maybe not amazing is the right word, but they looked very good and they were able to put points on the board. Uh, and they had those big runs from Jonathan Stewart and uh, another huge run from Cam Newton. Uh, if Cam Newton's real uh, and Jonathan Stewart's real, uh, this, this, if Fungus is real, uh, I can see the Panthers winning this game. <laughs> All right. So I'm comparing the Panthers very much to Santa Claus and Jesus. They're very not real here. And then oh. it's fitting. <laughs> Wait a minute. Earmuffs <laughs> on your kids, <laughs> please. Theology. <laughs> <laughs> well... I thought the Santa thing was a little more harsher, a little, a little more facts. But uh, with the like, you comparing Jonathan Stewart to the like Grateful Dead still playing music, you know what I mean? Like the kind of concert you go to and you're like, wait a minute, why am I here? I'm seeing sacks of bones like depressing. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You know the deadheads you just got to turn off our podcast right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like none, because they're all dead. (laughs) I don't know. They don't even know, like, deadhead. It's so topical, you know? Like, you should at least said, <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry Styles or something, you know? But no, you have to say the Grateful Dead. Harry Styles is in Groove All Night. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't even, I barely know who he was. I kind of, for a second oh, there, please, I'm like... please, please, please. You no, no. brought his name up. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely know him. Yeah, One Direction, I don't know. Uh, well, please. I was going to say, for a split second there, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the Prince of England? Or... I'm like, <laughs> Because I saw he was like hosting Corbin the other day, but I'm like, I just had to think. Yeah, One Direction. I probably could have figured out One Direction, but I just, am I saying the right name? Is is that Prince Harry? I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we broke down the fantasy in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's go to the Dolphins' bills. All right. Tyrod Taylor is finally back. Um, I think we can't get too excited about the Dolphins, even though I do like Kenyon, uh, Kenyon Drake here. It's going to be a cold game. I feel like it's the kind of game Jay Cutler quits. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't it yeah. feel like a very freezing cold game where Cutler's just like, fuck this shit, man. I just beat the yeah, Patriots. Doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. What doing? Uh, with that yeah. said, if the Dolphins win out, they're basically guaranteed a playoff spot. And, like, that's got to be the saddest thing in the world, right? So I, just, I really hope the Buffalo Bills win here. I think I have to agree as well. Um, just because I, I think I like the Bills as a team more than, like, the Dolphins. Because – just because it feels like they're working for it more. Um, I do think with Tyrod being back, you can definitely start Charles Clay. 
Uh, it seems like him and, and Charles Clay are are the answer. Uh, at least, sorry, Tyrod being at quarterback is the answer to Charles Clay uh, getting fantasy production. Um, so I feel like he's a good start. Um, Calvin Benjamin, I'm I'm nervous about because of the injury to his ankle, but he did get a, a touchdown last week. But I feel like that's more because Nate Peterman really likes to get the ball to Kelvin Benjamin. So with Nate Peterman out, I don't feel very confident in Kelvin Benjamin. Um, but maybe I do, Derek, and maybe I'll, I'll play him over <laughs> Travis Benjamin. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, Kelvin's uh, hurt. There's you- a really real possibility Kelvin Benjamin's not playing this week. Just for the record. Oh, is that is that what you're gonna try to tell me? Is that no, no, no. Honestly, no, no, no. Yeah, I hear you. Loud and clear, man. Loud and clear. <laughs> so I'm playing them. Um, <laughs> for the Dolphins, uh, Parker had a good game last week. I don't know if you could trust that though. What? Um, I really feel like there's no own... way Parker actually had a good game. He had a few catches, at least. He had like well, one catch, man. No, let me no, double no. check. He had like four or five catches. All right, all right. I'm checking right now, but. Uh, Okay, you look it up. I'll keep talking. Uh, So I really feel like the main guys here to start are the running backs. You're looking at Kenyon Drake, and you're looking at uh, LaShawn McCoy. Those are the two main guys. Oh, yeah, LaShawn McCoy, too. Looked like a monster in the snow last week. The king of the snow game, right? Oh, six targets. Well, he always gets six targets, but four catches, 40 yards. Don't play Devontae Parker. Just don't play Nothing to write home about. You're right, you're right. right. It was Landry. Uh, Landry got like two touchdowns. Yeah. Kenyon Drake, though, a maniac. He's like that league winner. You take the high tower of last year. 100% Kenyon Drake goes off again this week. So, you know, that's why it's great that I got eliminated from the playoffs. (laughs) Kenyon Drake on my team. But I think definitely play him this week. If you had a number one waiver wire pickup about five weeks ago, um, he would have been a great one to grab as well. That would have been a good move. Um, Or trade Tyrod Taylor for him, you know? Like, why not? Anyway. Yeah, why not? Bengals versus the Vikings. All right, so the Vikings got a crush here, right? Like the bank. Well, the last yeah, time I thought that. a team quit, though, was when the Broncos were playing the Jets. And I'm like, you know, ASJ against a Broncos team that's quit? <laughs> anyway, um, the Bengals, if they bounce back, like you said, uh, this might be a closer game than it seems. But the Bengals, I think, are 0 6 in Minnesota, so never won. And Case Keenum played a great game last week, even with all those sacks. Uh, I think you're going to play your Vikings here. And uh, maybe stay away from everybody. Well, everybody, because even Xavier Howard's going to be on AJ Green. Yeah, on the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. There's no one that I'm looking to play. Uh, so then on the Vikings, I guess you're going to play Murray and McKinnon, uh, one of the two. You can gamble to pick which one you think is going to be the realest one, and then uh, start. Do you, are you starting Diggs still confidently, like Diggs and Thielen? Yeah, sadly, I think you can start both wide receivers. But yeah, sadly, Thielen's the main guy here. Diggs is second fiddle, and they just don't have enough targets going around. Um, I think in my situation, I have to play Diggs. Like, even in the fifth uh, round game here, I'm not looking to uh, switch him out because the upside's still there each week. Um, and uh, Kyle Rudolph injured, so uh, there's going to be more tar- targets to go around because there's no just replacing that tight end spot. For sure. Um, All right, Cardinals. Real quick, oh, well, I just wanted to say, real quick, a couple analysts like you were saying, are saying that uh, the Bengals' run defense has been like significantly weak. And uh, Latavius Murray's a big start. And uh, as long as he's not injured, uh, Jarek McKinnon could be a play here too. Yeah. Cardinals-Redskins, uh, we know that you're looking for the Cardinals to win here because you needed to win two more. Uh, it really looked like last week the Redskins had given up uh, against uh, the Chargers. So... Fire up your Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting uh, although, here. I don't, know, yeah. 
even who that is. Like, who who are we firing up? Kerwin Williams? Well, Ricky Seals Jones. You know, if you had him last week, just keep him on your bench. Wait till the next week because he's going off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Gabbert uh, apparently missed some, like, huge plays to, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, uh, Larry Fitz. And uh, so he might be play here against a Washington team that might have given up. The thing is, I like deep down Kirk Cousins is not giving up. Uh, he's trying every week. It's just the other players. So if those other offensive players can step up, maybe there'll be some uh, productivity there. I did notice that most of the uh, NFL analysts are taking Washington to win this game. Uh, so it is really tough to play some Cardinals here. And then on the Washington, uh, there's no one on that team that I feel confident about. Jordan Reed was put on IR this week, so he's not coming back. So don't worry. Uh, and maybe Savage P. Ryan, but I still wouldn't feel confident starting that. So I would honestly, I would just stay away from any of the players on the Washington Redskins. Yeah, you might just want to skip this. Yeah, Eagles Giants. Oh, the Eagles. So if you had any Eagles players, <clears throat> the only uptick right now is uh, Ajay. Right, because we're thinking he's yeah. going to get the ball a lot more. I'd be worried about everybody else. No matter what, I guess you got to play Zach Ertz if he's healthy. But that's yeah, it. and against the Giants too, right? So yeah. you, you, the Giants have been giving up touchdowns to tight ends all year. So I oh think yeah, you yeah, still yeah. probably play Ertz, right? But I do think the rest of the team takes a big downward spiral. So Jeffrey Aguilar, um, Torrey Smith, who no one was starting anyways, but. Uh, he's got a name. Uh, all those guys, I think you probably stay away from if you can. And if you can't, then start them. Uh, but you are going to be uh, sitting on the edge of your seat that whole game, hoping they get some targets and that Foles can actually get the ball to them. Yeah, like Jeffrey's here. I think you're playing no matter what, but I think you can get away from Aguilar, right? Until you yeah, see it, probably. right? It's just too an important game to. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giants wise, uh, just Evan Ingram, Evan. right? Because I wish yeah. I had him over Ebron. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Jets Saints. Oh, the Jets, man. This is the money well, game luckily game. they, this you know, the they're not game. they're not winning any more games. So this yeah. so Kamara, right? It's just going to go off. Kamara. How about this, Dan? How about this? Uh, Jamal Adams, my boy, won me $75 during the draft when the Jets picked him up. He's playing, you know, he's playing in the box right off the bat. I know he's a safety, but you know, he's going to play in the box. Kamara gets the ball. Jamal Adams comes in, knocks Kamara out right away. It's the second concussion in two games. They pull him out right away. It's over. How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? First of all, to wish that on a rookie in the peak of his season and in his prime, you're going to wish that on him. That is just – that's dirty. Uh, I will not be doing that to any of your players. I'm not hoping they get injured. I'm just a soothsayer. It's not that I wanted to see this. (laughs) It's a good throwback. It's a good throwback. Um, anyways, this is a Kamara game. Kamara is getting two to three touchdowns. hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Um, Kamara's going off for sure. Like this is so, the so league winner it. game. Yeah, yeah. Book it. It's going to happen. Uh, that's one of your main plays. Michael Thomas, I don't think he's going to get any targets, so you could probably sit him. That's your call, <laughs> no though, Darren. If you want to start uh, Michael Thomas, go for yeah. it. He's probably not going to get a lot of action. After his best game of the year. Field. Fuck well, off. because Kamara was out of the game, Dan. They got to ease him in against the shitty Jets, Dan. They're going to ease Please. Kamara. They're going to give Ingram Please. the ball a little bit more. They have to be ready for the playoffs, and this is an easy game. 
You know, I, uh, I see the Saints still gotta win. throwing still two gotta touchdowns win. to Thomas and then just sitting Kamara for the rest of the game just to keep it all safe. You know what I mean? All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. But I really feel like you could probably get away from Michael Thomas here if you needed to. Um, <laughs> on the Jets, um, Robbie Anderson is a, is a drop. You can drop Robbie Anderson. If you're starting yeah, Robbie Anderson, I think it's a mistake. I 100% agree with you, and it's so funny because on Twitter there's been so many analysts trying to convince people to play Robbie Anderson. They're like, well, Bryce Petty with Robbie Anderson last year, but no, 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 no. Like, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on Robbie Anderson. Just stay away from the Jets. They are a slight dumpster fire right now, and it doesn't help them to win any more games this this season. Yep, for sure. So, Kamara, two touchdowns. All right, Rams-Seahawks. This is this must be the game of the week, right? This oh no, 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 no! Sorry, Patriots Steelers is the game of the week, but uh, this oh, is you're right. Game but this is a big game, man. I would be, I like it sucks that they're on the same time, but they didn't stagger them. But this will be a great game, because um, really it's gonna it's gonna basically say what's gonna happen with the Seahawks. I think for the rest of the season, right? The Seahawks have to win this game. But they clearly have to win. Uh, so this could be a close game. Uh, yet again, another divisional game. I'm pretty sure the Steelers won the last matchup, and uh, it was a tight game. You mean but, the uh, Rams, right? The Rams. Oh, did they? Game. Oh, I might be wrong. Then did the Rams pull this that one off? Sorry, you said Steelers, and it. Oh, Seahawks. Little... Seahawks. Sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the talking. Seahawks. It might have been Seahawks. <laughs> the but... Seahawks did win uh, the last time they they faced off, and they they did look like the better team. Seahawks don't like frequently win, lose two games in a row either. So, yeah. This might – you're playing your Rams, but this might not be uh, the game you think it's going to be. Like, it might be another low-scoring one like it was last time. For sure. For sure. Like, don't you limit Gurley, and then – like, then what do you do? Like, I guess Robert Woods is back, but I don't know. Like, I feel like the Rams aren't going to be able to do much here. Yeah, because oh, – but the defense on Seahawks isn't really, I know, like, the greatest I know. either. Nobody agrees with me. Like, I – this is not what the analysts are saying, so you know, feel free to go against this, but it's just sort of this weird gut feeling where I think the Seahawks, this is a low-scoring game. Um, there is a history of these, the, these teams playing to low scores. And, 16-10 uh, earlier this season for the Seattle. Yeah, and the, you know, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a game to watch, but it might, you know, it might be a lower-scoring game than you think it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be, it, it, yeah. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell us a lot about both these teams, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> let's move on because uh, I don't think there's too much uh, fantasy wise to use there. Mike Lockett's Davis gone off two play. weeks in a row, so you might want to play him. <clears throat> um, I think I'd I'd probably play Baldwin here, obviously, and uh, Sherman. Uh, not Sherman. Uh, Russell Wilson. It's gonna play. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson's definitely the play, no doubt. Russell Wilson's the QB. He's one. the goat. Yeah, it, he's the number. Yeah, one. it would be a shame to trade him away. That would have been. Oh, been I know. Yeah, for um, Tom Brady, who like throws your whole season away. Don't worry, I thought of yeah. that scenario as well. You know, okay, you oh, know what the you? biggest Cause, scenario? Cause me and uh, my girlfriend, we did the math. And if you had Russell Wilson instead of Tom Brady and you started the Jacksonville defense, you win this that, that last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Danny, yeah. there's a lot of scenarios yeah. where I would have won last week. I don't really <laughs> want to – I have played them all over my head. But how about this one, Dan? How about this one? If you're like really – like if you're really looking for something to stew for and that's kind of how I am – what if I picked up Le'Veon Bell, first pick of the fucking draft? He got 30 points, Danny. Oh, if you go way back. Who did yeah, you take go the way fr- back. Oh, DJ. Oh, DJ, remember when Dan. You said, remember when you said on this podcast that it was clear 
As clearly Le'Veon 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 Bell. Bell was well, the Dan, number one guy. I was doing stop motion that day. It was the third stop motion day in, in a row. I was exhausted. I was drafting in between stop motion moves. And Danny, it was horrible, okay? I picked the wrong guy. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I made a huge historic turnaround. I have the best team in the league, and I just kind of choked, and that's my Man, MO. You keep saying you keep saying you're the best team in the league, but you're not even in it anymore. So oh, it's tough I, know, I, cho- I know, I um, know. Gronk, fuck also, me, Dan. Uh, Gronk, fuck me so hard. <laughs> one, one more thing. Uh, yeah, Mike Davis on the Seahawks has been doing pretty good, and the Rams have a, a pretty bad rush defense. Um, so he could be uh, – they actually said in Roto World uh, a serious RB2 contender in the fantasy uh, quarterfinals. So – that's someone you can look at. On the Rams, you're going to start Gurley. And uh, Gurley, Cup, I would even start, I think, maybe not as confidently, but I think I still would start Cup. Sammy Watkins. And there's a chance that Woods is back this week. So um, maybe don't start Cup. But <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, it's a low-scoring game, so you can't really be thinking you're going to get tons of points at anyone in here. And you're really just hoping for the touchdown. Uh, move on. I'm just wallowing in pain, Dan. I'm just wallowing in pain Perfect. here. <laughs> Titans 49ers. Titans 49ers. Not a lot to talk about here either, I don't think. Um, well, if, if you Murray. have a chance to pick up Garoppolo, I think you pick him up. He's playing so strong. He, he's. Uh, I was listening to analysts say they were talking about uh, when you're looking at QB statistics, um, you want to see over seven yards per attempt. And Garoppolo's going right now at nine yards per attempt, which is actually over what Brady was getting, which is like an 8.5 or something like that. Uh, that's a sign of a really yeah. good quarterback, according to these analysts. And uh, Garoppolo has a lot of potential. Everybody's freaking out about him, clearly. And this could be his big right. game, you know, the game where he's finally throwing touchdowns. So another big thing that uh, we heard this week from Chris Harris was uh, that he's been throwing a lot um, of in weird situations. And he kind of compared him to uh, Matt Stafford in, early in his career. Um, just right now, those, those passes are being very accurate still. Uh, and he said that he he would hate to see that it, it to go the other way because all it takes is a, a couple feet left or right with the ball and you're getting picked off a lot more. Um, that was one of the things that Chris Harris said is maybe temper your expectations with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but, hey, it's Jimmy G. And these 49ers have never looked better, uh, at least not this season. So uh, that's you have that going for you. And Goodwin is a huge play. Like he's borderline. He's an upper echelon wide receiver too right now, right? And yeah. uh, you know, who would have thought of that? And t- you know, had fucking Pierre Garçon been not injured, he would have been a huge guy to have right now too. I also almost picked up Brent Selleck. Uh, I think it's Brent Selleck on this team, uh, the Selleck tight end, because he had a big, uh, big, uh, big catch and run, and then a touchdown last week. And I kind of feel like uh, if Garoppolo's going to be throwing to a tight end in the middle of the field, it's going to be Selleck, and I could see him getting some yards. Um, but I was able to get away from him just because. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Uh, Kittle's there, right? And so it's a little tough because you're so like, well, what if the, the next one's a Kittle yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Hyde's probably a good start here against the Titans. Uh, and then I think that's everyone on the 49ers. For the Titans, though, you got DeMarco Murray. And well, I don't know. Are you starting DeMarco Murray? Against the 49ers, you probably could because they, I don't think they have a historically good rush defense or well, a no, good actually, rush defense this year. Surprisingly enough, the 49ers have, over the last four games, had a pretty strong one. And people just keep remembering the earlier on in the season. So um, I did see on a couple sit charts sitting DeMarco Murray. And this might be like a situation where you can only maybe play Delaney Walker. Uh, in this particular game, I really think the 49ers win here. And let's all just sort of pray that this so happens because we don't right want. right now is fifth this year in giving up points to the run defense. So you're saying no, I know. in the last. Uh, yeah, all that's right. what I'm saying. Well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I promise you. I promise you. I, I played Lamar Miller against their defense just last game. I know that their run defense is shutting down. Yeah, but it's Lamar Miller, man. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Miller is fucking good. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Tennessee's okay, been playing very poorly. 2016 wants to have a talk with you because 2016 me knows how good Lamar Miller is. Uh, <laughs> all right, we can move on. Uh, Patriots-Steelers. <laughs> well, I do want to point out that Marcus Mariota did apparently cuss or was acting bad during the press conference, his mommy had to tell him to act more appropriate during press conferences. So, I don't know. I just I lose <laughs> wow, a lot of respect. Fired. Yeah, well, what the <laughs> fuck, man? He's like, oh, my mom told me to like start acting more proper. It's like, dude, like grow up, man. Like, what's going on yeah. here? Like, maybe just learn how to play football and start stop worrying yeah. about your mom. God, damn. have a three hundred yard game, and then then you can talk to us about what your mom told you. <laughs> don't know. Never talk to me about your mom. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway. All right. All yes. Right. The game of the Steelers. week. Game of the week. This is going to be just a high scoring game, right? Like uh, Chris Hogan gets four touchdowns. You know, Le'Veon Bell gets a couple touchdowns. <laughs> you know, that kind of game. Yeah. I think it probably Chris Hogan not get. I think, you know what I feel is going to happen? It's going to be a Rex Burkhead game. Uh, they're going to get down to the inside the 10 yard line, hand it off to Rex Burkhead or a nice little pass to Rex Burkhead. Uh, and Burkhead's just going to punch him in. Uh, I think two touchdowns easy for Rex Burkhead here because uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? I think there's, I think total in this game, I'm looking at seven touchdowns uh, total. For Rex with, Burkhead? Uh, <laughs> with two of them going to Burkhead, uh, none to... Four uh, of them to Hogan. <laughs> Hogan, none to Hogan, and then uh, the Steelers gets, gets three as well. Oh, I do want to point out that Chris Hogan did get two touchdowns against the Steelers the last time these guys played. Um, yeah, his shoulder was in better shape back then. Though, oh, right? yeah. yeah. He, he well, wasn't coming off an injury. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown, just for like uh, narrative reasons, could have a huge game here. It might even like pull off the MVP if, he, if the Steelers can win this game with Antonio Brown going off. But don't yeah, you see if if Antonio Brown does that? So what everyone's what you expect to see here is a shutdown. So Patriots game plan. Uh, like when Pat, Matt Patricia goes in the room with uh, with Bill Belichick and they're like, so what do we got to do this week? And, uh, and Bill Belichick's <laughs> like, well, we got to shut down. Uh, we got to shut down Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and so we, we got to shut down Antonio Brown. We got to shut down Bell. That's what that's what they so that's the game plan. They're going to shut down Tony Brown. They're going to shut down Bell. Um, and obviously, you're not going to be able to shut them down though. And that's why I think you had a really good point right there. Was saying if Antonio Brown has a big week this week, uh, then you could really start talking about MVP, and, and he deserves it because um, to go against a Patriots defense that is game planning to take him out of the game, and then him still have a big game would be incredible. Yeah, for sure. Even though uh, Lombardi pointed out the fact that, like, if they needed to, the Patriots would put even three defenders on Antonio Brown. Like, like he was pointing out the fact that no matter what, the Patriots would find a way to shut him down. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think that uh, Jesse James is the pickup here. Because I think uh, they're going to be going to the middle of the field more. uh, And they're they're not going to have that coverage because all the safeties are going to be going to the side of the field that's going to have... Uh, it's going to have Antonio Brown. You put uh, Gilmore on Juju Smith-Schuster, and now you have Jesse James running to the middle of the field against some schmo. Two touchdowns for Jesse James in this game. I'm calling it right now. So that's four of the seven touchdowns coming towards my team in fantasy football, Derek. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, 
Yeah, no, I think Jesse James is going to go off. He'll probably get five touchdowns, and I would definitely play him if uh, I had him. Okay. <laughs> With that said, on a side note, we did mention off the pod that uh, we're going to have a bet that I bet Ebron gets more points than Jesse James, even though keep thinking that Jesse James is going to get five touchdowns and you think Jesse James wins. Uh, you did win the bet last week, so you're up four to two, but here's my chance yeah, to the is, bounce back. Yeah, this is like easy, easy, easy money for me on this one because you thinking that Eric Ebron, Mr. Ebron himself, who's dropped more passes than he's caught uh, over his career, <laughs> is going to do better than Jesse James, the man from the Wild West, the guy who has literally taken down trains uh, in the Wild Wild West. Uh, he's gonna do. <laughs> he's gonna just murder Ebron this week. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Ebron has uh, gotten more points the last three, three weeks in a row, but it's all good. It's all good. You're you're right. Jesse James gonna go off. It's not gonna be Eric Rogers. You know why would it be Eric Rogers? It's not gonna be Matavius Bryant, who you know might be injured but probably gonna play. It won't be Juju. It won't be Antonio Brown breaking free. Hell, it won't be Le'Veon Bell getting the ball the whole game. It's going to be fucking Jesse James. Hell, it's not going to be Vance McDonald, who also plays on the team and plays tight end. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely confident that you nailed all that analysis. <laughs> and uh, just James the boy is going to be the guy. Danny, you're going to lose so bad. If As long as Kamara <laughs> doesn't go for 80 points, I'm going to be okay here. Oh man, you're 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 okay. First of all, <laughs> I just did a quick little check on some of those facts you're just spitting, <laughs> and Jesse James did get more points than Eric Ebron the last two weeks. So oh, what? What did you just oh, go do? A quick yeah, fact I was thinking check, of yardage. I was thinking of yardage. Yeah, I forgot about the yeah, touchdown. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, I got you worried though. I got <laughs> I got inside your grill there a little bit though. But yeah, I hear you saying I did. Uh, Jump the gun there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. All right, let's move on to the next game, <laughs> Cowboys-Raiders. Uh, and then we could just continue because nothing's here, right? There's nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I think you can play Dez here. Um, you, you can play Alf Morris. Even, you know, it's crazy that Rod Smith went off last game. I didn't do enough research on that game, but I feel personally that maybe uh, Morris will still be the guy here. And you maybe can play Dak too. Um, on the other side of the ball... You know, I don't want to play anybody. Yeah, nobody. I wouldn't play anybody. Not even Crabtree. I don't even like Crabtree. People are saying Crabtree, but where was he last week? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one, too. Okay, so then the Monday Nighter, or what I like to call it, Julio's coming out party. Uh, He's going to be putting up 250 yards, maybe 300 yards. I don't know. I don't want to get too big of a head here, but he's done it before. Um, but at least 250 yards against this uh, pitiful uh, Bucks secondary, who's who have literally given up the most points to wide receivers this season. And in, in Week 12, I'm trying to recall what happened. Uh, Julio caught the ball uh, a bunch times? of times, uh. and he got a bunch of yards, and he got two touchdowns. It was it two touchdowns, or was it? It was two touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. So uh, he put up a, a nice 35 uh, burger on, uh, <laughs> on the fantasy football. So I'm just saying that that is probably a good stat line or a good ceiling uh, of what he put up last time. And the floor has got to be pretty high too, right, Derek? Well, how about how about this, Dan? You're right about coming out party because Julio's going to be pretty limp-wristed at this game. Uh, I think he's going to have three guys on him, and uh, he's not catching the ball because <laughs> Dirk Cutter is uh, 
Not going to be embarrassed two games in a row. Fool me. Fool Dirk Cutter once. Okay, that makes sense. Fool him twice. All right, yeah, of course. Fool him three times. Yeah, you're probably going to do that too. But uh, cover three three guys on him. Uh, Julio's you know, only going to get 100 yards this game. 100 yards and two touchdowns. No that, yeah, touchdowns. Julio has, I'll, like, I'll, no touchdowns this year. It's just not happening. I'll take, I'll take the two touchdowns, Dirk. That's fine. 100 yards, two touchdowns. We both agree to it. Uh, <laughs> that's going to – you know how sweet it's going to be uh, on Sunday night? You're going to have, like, a maybe, like, a, a slight lead. Like, let's say 10-point lead. And we're going to go into this Monday nighter, and you're going to be like, no, no, I still got it. I still got it. Uh, I, I can do this. No problem. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> That's what I sound like. <laughs> For the, for the people listening, I was doing Derek's impression there. That wasn't Derek talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Julio's going to come out and just, just crush your dreams oh. so nicely. Oh, but and then you realized this whole time you were just calculating the scores in your head, but then all of a sudden Peyton Barber throws off like little Richard, his little cape, fucking gets 200 yards, and then boom, Danny, Peyton okay, Barber. Are you serious? Are you serious about Peyton Barber right well, now? Well, I do want one... I want one person to just tell me that he's starting. <laughs> but yes, if Peyton Barber is starting, I will be playing him if I can get that news before Sunday. Yes, he's right now in my flex. He's flexing wow. it up. Well, yeah, feel confident in that start. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Peyton Barber, man, he's serious with this shit. <laughs> Peyton Barber, it's gonna go off, Danny. And then who's going to be right, laughing? Go You're going to be like... Peyton Barber, you're gonna remember Peyton Barber's name for the rest of your life after Peyton Barber yeah. destroys you sudden, on Monday night. I'm not, I'm not nearly as worried about the Travis Benjamin start. Oh god damn! Well, like Latavius, it's it's either uh, Jarek McKinnon or Peyton Barber. As long as Peyton Barber's getting the start, he is the play. All right, uh, bet of the week. Yeah, let's bet of the week. It. It's the bet of the week. Right. We're, we're, we're really <laughs> downgrading it on our throws to this. Uh, but W-E-A-K, bet of the week. Uh, did you win last week? I did. I got to look up the last three weeks because, you know, I, oh, actually, I know I didn't because I had Cleveland plus the points. And, of course, they got that fucking touchdown in overtime. It, the oh, points were sure. three points. Yeah, I lost last week as well. One Only one bet of the parlay. It was so close, but. No smoking here. Uh, okay, what do you got this week? Do you got anything? Uh, yeah, I do. So I have the uh, – I think the 49ers just win this game uh, against Tennessee. Uh, I guess actually <laughs> the Sharps like San Francisco as well. But even then, um, I'll just take San Francisco straight up. And then I'd probably parlay that uh, with – and let me just double check here. Um, <laughs> fuck, I wish I had it. You know what? I'm going to see Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to win – uh, a Rod's game back. I don't. I don't feel good about them next week against Minnesota, but I would parlay Green Bay winning straight up and uh, the 49ers winning straight up. <laughs> Have you seen the point spread on the New York Jets New Orleans game? It's like seventeen points. points. Yeah. yeah. It's not, well, fuck. Fuck me. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Bryce Petty. Yeah. What they don't realize is Jamal Adams. I don't know if he told you this. He's gonna be in the box, Danny. <laughs> no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm just quickly picking uh, my bets right now. So, Well, that's not a problem. Uh, so um, I don't know enough about betting, guys. Like, I know we're doing this whole bet of the week thing. And so I parlayed a lot of teams, and you have to pick over-unders. And I'm just wondering if the over-under is on eight points, 
and it ends up being eight points. Is that a push or it's just straight up I lost? You know, because I said over and it's not over. All right. And then if it's a push but you have a parlay with five teams, do they just recalculate the amount that you're going to win? Oh, you know, I did that that one time. I looked that up one time because I was wondering what it was for a point spread if it was a push. Yeah. And that is what it was. They just would remove that bet that in game. your points, and then you All get right. the stats otherwise. Well, fuck. If so Arizona could just win two more games. No, I didn't. No, I definitely didn't win last week. Oh. But if Arizona can just win two more games uh, against Washington, that's winnable because Washington, like even the players on the team were saying they were uh, not even preparing for the game. And then I got Arizona at home against the Giants next week. That's my only hope. Uh, week 17 is against Seattle. That doesn't look great. Anyway, I'm just – I'm Does New England I'm excited. beat Pittsburgh? New England beats Pittsburgh, right? They should, Dan. They should. Like, historically they do. And uh, yeah, I know, like, after so many years, you're like, well, something's got to change. But it's hard to believe that at this point. Uh, and Gronk's back, right? Gronk was, re- like, a huge factor in that game. But also just the fact that for some weird reason, Tom Brady doesn't play well in Miami. I don't know what that's all about. All right. I got it. They got to win, right. Dan. They got to win. I, I'm going to avoid it because I don't want to lose money. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to. This is the, this is the bet that's going to screw me. But here, here we go. You, right. You'll know the one when I say it. Green Bay, uh, three points. I think Green Bay is going to win that game, so I'm going to take the three points. Um, so it's plus three points. Uh, and then Atlanta, negative six against Tampa Bay. I think Atlanta is going to win that game by at least seven points. Um, probably more than seven points, to be honest with you, with all the points that Hulu is going to put up. Uh, and then Los Angeles uh, against Seattle. Uh, I'm going to take the L.A. Rams over them with the 2.5 points. Uh, like Derek was saying, it's gonna, probably going to be a close game. They historically are close games. But I just feel like the Rams are going to come out and win this game. Um, I, I just like that offense too much. And I think I think they win this game. Uh, it might be close, though. And then uh, I'm taking Kansas City over the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I'm taking the plus one points. Oh. Uh, just because Derek has this <laughs> this bet on the Chargers, I'm basically betting against him. Uh, it you're all. shorting it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to go ahead and put the $10 on it to win $117 and win back a large portion of what I've lost this season uh, in one quick easy bet. Just easy money, Derek. It's easy money. Hey, talking about easy money, I don't know if I told you this little anecdote. Uh, about three years ago, I was hearing about this thing called Bitcoin. And even even before that, I kind of heard about it. But at this point, I was hearing about people making some solid money, right? Like it finally boosted up to $400. Anyway, it goes down to three fifty, dollars and I'm like, you know what? You know, like uh, I'm, I don't think I'm married yet, but, you know, uh, I am uh, dating my wife. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy a Bitcoin. I just want one Bitcoin. It'd just be cool. So I set up a Bitcoin wallet, you know, and then I start trying to find ways to get a Bitcoin. And it's actually really tough. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't really want to use my credit card because uh, when you take a deposit off your credit card, they end up charging extra $5. So I had to go to downtown Vancouver just to get a Bitcoin. Danny, I was too lazy to do it, Dan. I was too lazy. You didn't I do just, it? I wrote it off. I didn't do it. Like I actually, oh. like I said, I, I set up a Bitcoin wallet. I was about to just buy one coin just to sit on just for the fun of it. Now Bitcoin is worth $24,000. Daddy, yet again, another reason why, first of all, don't be lazy. And second of all, 
that I'm just a perennial loser. So Dude, yeah, there we I go. Thought this, I thought this story was going to end with you telling me that you have a one Bitcoin. No, no, I that you were going to cash it in. I had to go downtown to some weird machine. I'm like, I'm not going downtown. And the thing is, if it was just a little bit easier to get it, like if it was just a way, like I think even with my credit card, if there was a way to just transfer the money over, I would have done it. It was just 300 bucks. You know, fuck, 300 bucks. But then I was worried my wife was going to give me grief if I went – If I'm, she's like, well, why are you going downtown? And I'm like, well, because I want to buy a Bitcoin. It wouldn't have flown. I was going to do it under the radar, Dan. And then, yeah, fuck. It just fucked me, Dan, if it was just a little easier. Anyway, that's, that's, that's people so are saying it might go up to million dollars. Some people are still – like, you know, for the most part, it feels like they were comparing it to the Tulip uh, Peak back in Holland. I don't Have you ever heard of that story, Dan? We're all of a sudden no, tulips – could be sold for houses in uh yeah, yeah it, it's like a famous bubble they talk about it in wall street too with shia labeouf anyway oh, uh a good one. tulips yeah for like a solid six week uh six months or whatever uh were worth more than houses and then obviously tulips are fucking flowers and so definitely aren't worth houses so that bubble popped and so people were saying this was the fastest bubble since the, those tulips you know uh so right now you could actually short it. You could uh, bet against Bitcoin making any more money. But there's still other people saying, because I'm giving you a little Bitcoin class here, Dan. Uh, there's only a finite amount of Bitcoins and you can kind of mine them. But eventually after the mathematical algorithm is done, all the coins are all gone. You can't get them anymore. And that's sort of the reason why people are thinking the amount's going up and maybe could keep going up until this million dollars that some people are thinking. Anyway, so what do you what what do people buy with these bitcoins? It is is just black tar heroin, right? <laughs> Only the kind that you shove up your ass. Yes, <laughs> black tar heroin. No, um, Morgan Spurlock did an episode of uh, he had a show for uh, what's it M- CNBC or something like that. One of the news stations in uh, the U.S. Dan. And uh, he he spent a whole week only buying things off of Bitcoin. And there was like coffee shops that have it, grocery stores, a lot of hipster things. And you have to be in like bigger cities, but you can buy normal things. And then that bank machine that I was explaining to you, Dan, where uh, I was I had to deposit money in order to get a Bitcoin, you can actually withdraw from these machines too. And even though they kind of like uh, quote unquote rape you on the conversions, th- there is a way to get actual cash from this. Um, but you're right. It's kind of hard to just sell the coins. And yeah, if you want to go on the Silk Road, you can go buy like, you know, pharmaceuticals and things like that. But there's, people were buying cars and houses with it before, too. So we'll just see how it goes. Well, there you guys go. Uh, that was our Bitcoin podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, okay. Uh, but for real, uh, good luck this week, Derek. Uh, I do plan on crushing you. Uh, and I will be in the championship in both leagues. Um, do you have anything you want to say? Oh, Kamara, and you know, the box is going to be stacked, and Jamal Adams is going to be looking at him. <laughs> okay, then. enough. I'm not going to let you talk about Kamara like that anymore. All right. Uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a nice episode, and good luck in your week. Uh, your quarterfinals. Good luck, guys. Boop, 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 boop.